Good morning and welcome. Picker Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. I hope it finds you well out there. Our toll-free number, 800 9510592 the website at allamericangold.com and and if you want to uh uh Glenn Beck is on our website today a, a very interesting piece you know talking about these jobs and what's happening uh, you know, we know all the illegals are pouring over the border. I mean, it's it's true. It's unprecedented. Uh, never have we seen uh, such things happening. But what's happening in the labor numbers? Because it always takes a few days to sort through it all to get all the information out. So on Friday, last Friday, right, we had the government's jobs number, the the one eight seven, the hundred and eighty seven thousand jobs created. Of course, uh, at the same time, remember last week. Last week they just made, they took all the economic numbers and lowered them dramatically, including jobs. Uh, but then, of course, Monday was the holiday. So yesterday we got more details. And what's been an interesting trend that is starting to emerge in these job pictures is foreign-born workers versus non-foreign-born workers. The non-foreign-born workers, i.e. people born here in America, the jobs are falling. Matter of fact, last month they said uh, natural-born citizens, the total number of jobs was down over 100,000. And it was the foreign workers that had all the job gains. Uh, so it's interesting. Go out to allamericangold.com, and you can uh, listen to Glenn Beck. Now, when they say foreign-born, Jason, the you know one thing they don't tell you, they don't say, hey, they, they don't they don't break it into legal and illegal, right? We don't know. They, they just throw them all in the same bucket. But I got a pretty good idea. I think I know uh, where those jobs are coming from. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a combination. I know we, we do import a lot of people from India to do tech jobs. I'm sure some of that's sprinkled in there, but we, we know what it is. There's uh, uh, we still haven't had a recession. That you know, it's, the recession's coming, but it's there's still a lot of th- the jobs that are you know that are in fields and in uh, you know uh, warehouses and things that they, they they still don't have uh, completely filled some of those positions. On some of the companies are still doing well, and uh, well, the uh, you know, there's a problem. They, it's, how do you get those people employed if they're not legal, right? There's uh, it's, it's always right. been the old the old problem, right? That decades and decades they never solved that whole. Illegal workers situation, Joe, and uh, they, they sure. Well, they, like right, they, they don't want to solve it. Do they? Yeah, no, they need a lot more of it. They need more of it. They need so much more of it. You, we're going to go into a, a situation where, where companies and people don't have money, so you do whatever's cheapest. You cut costs, and that's going to be the guy coming over the border. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. So uh, allamericangold.com. If you want to check that out, uh, we we don't. We're waiting on Fed next week and are they going to pause uh are they going to raise rates as i've told you they want to be the every other meeting now right that's their their new approach which would mean no rate hike we'll see 
still some data points to come uh, before they have to come out with that number. Obviously, oil not helping. Uh, the big news out of Saudi Arabia yesterday, we're not turning the pump on. Uh, oil prices uh, were at the highest levels of the year today. The airlines have now warned, hey, fuel prices are going to be a lot more than we thought, which is interesting because the airlines usually are pretty good hedgers uh, in oil because they kind of know what their, how much fuel they need every month, right? They know what their flight schedules are, and they usually, Jason, do a pretty good job of hedging that. Obviously, I, I, I'm going to believe that they thought that maybe oil prices were going to be a little lower uh, and didn't want to hedge, and now, of course, it's gone the other way. And now they're telling you, hey, get ready. Prices are going to go up because uh, fuel's gotten more expensive The rail workers are now saying they're getting ready to strike. UAW workers, they're saying they want to. Basically, anybody that's in a union, you're either already got your money or you're threatening to strike to get your money. Uh, Either way, Jason, these, these, these factors are not good for the inflation uh, is getting under control that the Fed has been peddling. That's correct. Yeah, and then labor going up always creates more pressure for inflation because, you know, the companies don't pay for that extra labor. They put it onto their products that they sell. So we pay. We pay that. There's the inflation. People always get that mixed up. They want to blame the companies for this or that or not doing enough of this or not – all the all that stuff, all the taxes, all the upcharge for labor and other costs, that all gets that's the consumer. Anything you buy, you're paying for all, all the things the business has to do. Because if the business is not charging it to you, they cease to be a business. They uh, they can't make profit and they can't pay their people, and then they just close down. And that's we're seeing a lot of that. So so yeah, Joe, it's uh, a lot more of the uh, the whole we're gonna strike stuff bubbling up, bubbling up more and more, or or, or like yellow yellow shipping, they just close right down. Because they just can't, they couldn't do it, right? So that's we're gonna see a lot of that, Joe. We're gonna, yeah, you know, and, uh, I was I was watching a piece, Joe, yesterday that uh, the guy was like, "Look, you know, the, the the inverted yield curve is a good indicator of a recession coming." But but this guy was like, "You know, I always go with loans. When the banks stop loaning money, that's the biggest indicator that a recession's coming. And there's a lot of loans not being made nowadays, Joe." Yep, I'll give you the update on housing. How about insurance? Farmers Insurance swung the axe. We'll talk about that as well. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason on this Wednesday. A quick look in uh, another down day in Wall Street. Uh, right now the Dow is down 225 points. The S&P is down 40. The NASDAQ down 170 points. The 10-year note. so staying up there. And again, I think uh, a lot of this energy-driven, it's not going to get cheaper. We we already know uh, the summer was extremely hot in parts of the country that that it's not supposed to be as hot as it got. Uh, Much higher energy prices, that's not good for inflation. Gasoline prices, you're going back a decade plus to find gasoline prices this high 
at this time of the year. And, of course, news out of OPEC that they're going to keep supply thin. Uh, people are saying as much as 3 million barrels a day short of what is needed. Now, I know here, every single week, we seem to be down 5 to 10 million barrels a week uh, in supply, which kind of kind of makes a lot of sense. We'll watch it. Uh, we, we get, so later today, we're going to get some oil numbers from the Department of Energy, from uh, uh, the, the API, and we'll see if that trend continues right now. Oil holding right around $86.50. It's been as high as $88. Brent crude, uh, $89.65. Gold's down $9. Silver's down $0.40. Cents. By the way, outright buy on silver today. Uh, get it. I think it's very attractive right now at $23. But again, when you're talking about all this stuff, are are you at that point where you're like, man, I just want to get a decent rate of return and not have to worry every day, right? Not have to. What's Joe going to tell me today, right? I get it, right? Why is he going to crap all over this number or tell me about you know something in the other part of the world that I need to worry about and now Hurricane Lee? Get ready, East Coast. Get ready. I, let, hey, we need this thing to take a hard right turn real fast. It's not looking good. We'll talk about uh, insurance numbers here in a minute. But check out why refi. Fixed rates of return not correlated to the stock market. It does not care. I don't know what the Dow's going to do. Does it? Are you asking me, hey, Joe, do you think the Dow's overpriced at 34000 and change? Hell yes, I do. Well, how much overpriced? I'm going to be honest. I don't 10,000 points overpriced. That's a lot. Right? That's a lot. Right? Like 30% overpriced? That, that's just my opinion. I, I, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. It's just my opinion. If you don't want to worry about that, if you also feel like, listen, we get it, right? The debt bubble created another bubble because that's what they do. Boom and bust, boom and bust, boom and bust. We're just waiting for the bust because the boom is over because the Fed still, the Fed is restricting money supply. Jason talked about loans. Wait till I tell you, loans are collapsing. It's just yep. a fact. It's just a fact. You may want something easy. Up to 10.25% return every single month. And you can decide. This can be an income generator for you if you want. Right? Hey, if you're going to put, I don't know, maybe you're going to put half a million dollars in to Y refi for five years. Well, gosh, if you did that, Hey, that first year, you're going to make over $50,000. You could take monthly income. Right? You say, hey, you want, to, you want to take 4000 a month, whatever it is, in, in income and add it to your rate. You want to compound it? You want to roll it over? Whatever you want to do. 
Maybe you're like, well, gosh, I don't know if I want to lock my money up for five years. I get that. I get that. Maybe you want to lock it up for one. 6.25. How about two? 7.25. It's the same every single month, worry-free. Why wouldn't you take part of an existing IRA and do that? Why wouldn't you do that? that to me, that makes complete sense. Take an existing IRA. you got to have at least 50000 That's the minimum. And, and, and have something where you know, hey, this, this part of my portfolio, I'm going to grow it. And this is how much I'm going to grow it. I'm going to grow it that way every single month. Check them out. Invest. Yrefi.com. That's the word invest. The letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. Now, before the break, we talked about insurance. Insurance going up. We warned you what I think last month about the automobile insurance. Companies were losing their, their backsides on it. Now we're talking about hurricanes, fires. It's almost impossible now. Like in California, Florida, right? Some of these places, to even get catastrophic insurance for your house, right? It's just, it's so expensive. And now I'm talking about another storm coming. Uh, farmers swung the axe. They laid off 2,400 people saying, hey, listen, we're not making the money that we need to make on these insurance policies. And Jason, obviously, homes are still hugely expensive rates here. This is another one of these things that tells you inflation isn't going to cool off because the insurance companies are saying, we've got whole divisions that we're not making money on, and now all of a sudden the hurricanes are are starting to rear their ugly heads. Jason, that's just going to be higher rates for everybody. That's correct. You know, it's... uh... It just seems like the, uh, the the bad economic news just never stops pouring in. There's there's not a whole lot that seems uh, very friendly to the average citizen. You know, Joe, I don't, your food's more expensive and energy's more expensive and your debt. You know, many Americans have to have debt. I say I suggest getting out of debt as much as possible, but uh, debt is more expensive. And uh, the the dam is breaking, Joe. These payments can't be made, and that goes with insurance companies. You know, insurance companies go under too. You know, people people don't realize that uh, during the, the Great Depression, the, the twenty nine crash, that the insurance companies, a lot of them did actually survive. But what they did is they just gave you an IOU. You know, hey, when we get the money, we'll we'll give it to you, but we don't have any right now. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're looking a at some IOUs in the future. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that'll happen to get you? I, that's what I'm wondering. Like, uh, I get the feeling the IOU thing might be coming back, and they'll, they'll disguise it as something else, like a, a future payment they'll call it or something like that. Well, again, with the bail ins, that's exactly what they want to do. That 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 is the new strategy. If we get the banking crisis, where the big banks get threatened, I'm not talking about Silicon Valley Bank. I'm talking about the big banks. You will absolutely get. And I owe you. You want to leave your excess money in the bank? That's on you. But I promise you this. They've changed all the laws. And really, they're not even law. Most of them are just rules. But they did change the law. When you look at Dodd-Frank, 
which is what they put into place. Remember, we all got mad about the bailouts. You guys remember that? Why in, in the HE double hockey sticks are we giving JP Morgan, City, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, blah, blah, why are we giving all these banks all this money? Because they did things horribly bad. Right? The liar, I mean, it was so obvious. They were committing fraud. Plain and simple. But remember, oh, we got to save the system, right? We let Lehman Brothers fail, but we couldn't let anybody else fail. If we get into that situation, again, the rules are different now. There's no bailout coming. It's not coming. What is coming are bail-ins. Right? What is coming is essentially what's going to happen is anybody that has actual money in the bank. I'm not talking about, hey, you live paycheck to paycheck. You don't got any money. Right? You don't have any money. But for you for you people out there, you know, maybe you carry 50000 every month plus. I know a lot of people carry way more than that. And they've done it for years. Because they think they're safe. They like that they know, well, I've got $200,000 in my bank account. And it's insured up to two fifty, Jason, so I'll be okay. Right? Well, yep. let me give you the bad news. The FDIC doesn't have any money. Well, they got a little bit of money. They, they can bail out Joe Schmuckatelli Bank and Podunk, Oklahoma. Okay, they, they got money for him. They don't even have, what do they got, maybe $100 billion? Just the deposits, insured deposits alone in this country. They total about $10 trillion. So you tell me how $100 billion insures $10 trillion. Doesn't work. It's not insured. Matter of fact, they wrote rules to make to, to tell you it's not insured. What they said was, hey, if we need to bail in the bank, if we decide you don't need access to all that money, don't worry. We're not taking it, as Jason said. We're not taking it. No, no, no. We're just going to borrow it for a little while. But don't worry. We'll give you an IOU. We'll give you a stock, stock option in this new bank. You can't sell it. It's not worth anything, but maybe later. Maybe later, down the road, you'll be able to, to turn that back in and get your old money back. Why would you do that? Why would you risk that? I give you, We've got great, op, buying gold and silver takes that off the table. Calling Joey takes that off the table. Why refi? Takes it off the table. Take it off the table. What are you waiting for? What, what, you think somehow it's going to be different this time? It's actually worse. Jason talked about loans. Right? Hey, inverted yield curve. Yeah, that's one way of looking at a reset. What about loans? Because if we're not, if the banks aren't loaning money, we know the economy is slowing down. Right? That's easy to see. How about mortgage loans today? We get the number, we get mortgage data every week. Well, 
It fell another 3% last week. How could it fall 3% a week? It fell 3% a week. Do the math, right? That's a, that's a collapse. It is now at a 27-year low. These are people just applying for a mortgage. All the way back to December of 1996, right? Remember the number of people that actually got a loan? It was back to 1995. And why do I get a feeling this number is only going to get worse? Refinancing. Here's what they said about refinancing. Yeah, nobody's really refinancing. The only thing that's happening on the refinance side of the market, only one thing happening. People that have some equity are trying to get those home lines of credit. Of course, those home line of credit loans, I don't even know what that would be. What, 9%? Maybe 10 now? I don't know, something like that. Home lines of credit, that ain't a cheap loan. I guess it's cheaper than a credit card, but, but it ain't, it's not cheap. Jason, that's the only activity happening in in real estate right now. Commercial real estate, nobody's doing that. Yeah. It's hard to see when we get back. How are people doing on the loans they already have? We'll, we'll talk about where are the delinquencies now. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Right now, uh, gold is at $1,922. Uh, on the gold side, $20 gold pieces. And we told you, we know, listen, there's all kinds of ways to buy gold. You can buy a gold bar. Right? You can buy different size gold bars. Right? You can buy a one-ounce gold bar. <clears throat> Some places make five-ounce, ten-ounce, a kilo bar. Right, A good delivery bar in the Comex, that's 400 ounces. By the way, probably the worst way to buy gold. And, and why do I say that? Well, because when you buy gold, or silver, or anything, really, how much, what happens when you sell it back? Because eventually, right, you may have to use it, right? I've got to pay bills, i got to pay the taxes, whatever it may be. i got to buy a car, right, can't afford the payments. When you deal in non-U.S. minted material, government, Hallmark, U.S. minted material, I don't care what it is, anything for you. Krugerrand, a maple leaf, a bar, whatever, pandas, philharmonics, and any of the other ones out there, franks, sovereigns, anything over $10,000. By law, dealers are required to issue a 1099. It's not my rule. I don't want to do it. That's why I don't sell them. Joe, why don't you sell gold bars? Well, then now you know why. Why don't you sell for it? Now you know why. Now, right now, gold's at 19. You know, when I started 20 years ago, gold was $300. A lot of people, no one really, come on, Joe, $300. You know how high gold would have to be? Well, now, you're at five ounces right now. You want to sell six ounces, it's too much. It's too much. I'm going to tell you right now, 
Just like I told you, I think Wall Street's overvalued. Gold is way undervalued. I'll be shocked. Shocked. In the very near future, near future, I'm talking within the next three years. Don't be surprised at all to see gold at four five thousand dollars. Right then, now you're talking about what, what you can sell one ounce. Right, if it gets over five grand, that second ounce that's too much. It's a bad way to go. Plus, nobody pays for bars anyway. If you're talking about why do we like old gold the best, it's simple. It's the most private way to own it. What does that mean, private? Well, that means you can buy, sell, or trade in any amount. Any amount. And I, by law, am required to do absolutely nothing. Write you a check send you a bank wire, whatever it is, have a nice day. And you're on your honor. I'd call that pretty private. The other thing that we like, if you go back to the last time we've confiscated gold, they always leave a loophole, don't they? Not for you and I. They leave a loophole for them and their buddies. And the loophole the last time was was simple. You had to turn in all gold with the exception of collectible gold coins. If you're on YouTube right now, on our YouTube and Rumble, we're on Rumble now too. I'm holding up a red book. This used to be a blue book in the 40s and the 50s. It used to be blue. Now it's red. If you had collectible gold coins in 1933, you got to keep those. Kind of funny how all the rich people, that's what they had. And then, of course, they took the price of gold from $20 to 35 Collectibles did real well. Well, in 1986, when we started minting gold again. So remember, we couldn't own gold in this country for over 40 years, and then we didn't mint any. But the Gold Eagle Act, I want to say it was 1985, the Gold Eagle Act, and we started minting coins in, well, 86 was the first year of issuance. The government said, oh, by the way, any of the pre-1933 gold that we didn't melt down, because that's what's in Fort Knox, any of that that's remaining, is a collectible, period. No, by the way, you do not have to pay 15 or 20% over. You don't have to have them graded, right? These are all myths that exist out there. Any pre-1933 gold coin is now considered a collectible. Jason, I'll say this. We are going to do a show... Uh, maybe this week, will the government confiscate gold again? A lot of people say probably not. I'm going to tell you, don't be so sure. But that's why we like it the best. Today, I've got the $20 Liberty. That was their, their one-ounce coin, 0.9675 to be exact. 
1 through 19 at $2,195. If you buy 20 or more at $2,175. At $800-951-0592. If you're looking at, hey, I want to buy gold for diversification, those are the coins you buy. Now, if you're like, wait a minute, though, Double, I'm worried about this digital money. Right? I, I may need to barter for stuff. Right? I may need to get things, and, and they they're not going to be you know four or five thousand dollars. I don't want to use a twenty dollar gold piece for something that that costs ten dollars. Yesterday, we were running the half ounce gold or the half the the half dollar the silver half dollars. I'll get it out. The pre-1965 silver half dollars. Gold fell, or silver fell again today. I got them even cheaper today. A roll of 20. $10 face value roll of silver half dollars. $210 today. Buy 10 rolls or more, $205. So I've got you covered both ways. By the way, right now, all out buy on silver right now. I was going to tell you, an all out buy on platinum. We made some calls. Jason, all the platinum disappeared again. Uh, all out buy on silver. All out buy on gold. 800 951 When we get back, a major commercial real estate landlord says we're getting ready to dump more property. And what's happening in the subprime credit and auto loans? I'll bring you up to speed. We'll be back. 800 $20 liberties, 1 through 19, 2195, 20 or more, 2175, rolls of silver, half dollars. This is the steal of the day. You know what? They were a great price yesterday, even better today. $210 a roll, 10 or more, $205 a roll at 800 If you are in a small bank, you want to pay attention to this. When we look at all of the, what they call, subprime credit cards, and this is everyone, Gen Z, Millennials, Gen Xs, Baby Boomers. By the way, scores between three and 600 on the FICO scores. The new delinquency rate is now 10.6%. Okay, so now, obviously not all cards are subprime. The vast majority of subprime borrowers carry balances. That's a problem. Right, because they're struggling. By the way, this is not 30 days late. To, to make this category, this is now getting ready to miss your... You've already missed your first payment. And you're somewhere in between getting ready to miss your second or possibly your third payment. So this is days 31 to 59. Right, because when you're 60 days late, now you've missed two payments, right, and get ready to miss a third. So this is right before you miss that third payment. By the way, in case you want to know, that's over up over more than 
in the last year and rising. Matter of fact, delinquency rates on all credit cards has risen for the sixth straight month in a row. But why is this more important for small banks? In the top 100 banks, so now when you get to Bank 100, they don't even have $100 billion, okay? The delinquency rate was just 2.63%. But they're telling you overall it's 106 So where does that tell you most of the subprime credit card defaults are in these small banks? Why? Well, one of the things the small banks have been doing, right, they're fighting for deposits. They need deposits. Well, one of the ways they got deposits is they took the people that, okay, yeah, you don't have got the greatest credit, man. But I tell you what, you bring your money over here, and we'll give you a credit card. Even though, really, you probably shouldn't have, we're going to do it because we need the deposits. And Jason... Uh, this is another one of these things when we talk about loans. Well, these credit cards are loans. When you have 10.6% of all subprime credit cards in this level, that means, hey, guess what? They're not borrowing any more money. Right? The credit's, the credit's taking another hit. They already had bad credit. Now taking another hit. They're probably paying 30% interest plus late fees, right? This, this is, this is one of those death spirals, and it's concerning, to me anyway, the concentration of this in small banks, which are desperate for deposits. They are desperate to have deposits at these banks, but not to be outdone. We work. So you guys know we, we work. They, they bought a ton of commercial real estate buildings. You know the company. Right, they 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 rent out, they, they buy office buildings, and then instead of having instead of having uh, one or two big tenants, they lease it out to a bunch of little people. Now we re- reported last month that WeWork was having trouble. Let me give you an update here. Their CEO said that they are struggling. In what they call the co-working startup space. We will seek to negotiate terms with our landlords. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. And part of these negotiations, we expect to exit unfit and underperforming low or and underperforming locations and reinvest in our strongest assets. As we continue to could try to stay in business, I want to throw this part. They're trying to stay in business. So what is he saying? Hey, any of the stuff that we have that isn't making money, we're going to stop paying on it. As we closed locations in the past, we will prop, properly inform members and help them make alternative arrangements. So, in other words, what they're saying is, hey, all these. Places that we have contracts with, uh, we got a problem. In their, in their 10K filing, we were reported that they have substantial, substantial doubts exist about their company's ability to keep 
going to keep operating. So Jason, at WeWork, who knows? They may not even be able to stay in business any longer. So it's going to be interesting to see. They have yet to say uh, what locations that they are talking of shuttering or how many locations they need to shutter. But the realities are for WeWork, uh, this may be the end. And again, uh, this is a lot more office space coming on the market. We knew this was going to happen. And, and th- here is one of the bigger, you know, I don't know if they're not the, the biggest players, but they're a substantial player in a lot of markets. Uh, this is a lot more inventory. looks like going to be hitting, hitting the market at the wrong time. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason wrapping up this hump day. Uh, $20 gold pieces, 1 through 19, 21.95, 20 or more, 21.75, and then the silver half dollar rolls, 1 through 9, $210, Ten or more at ten or more two hundred and five dollars. Both of those numbers below thirty dollars to the ounce. So uh, the cheapest way for any of you to get into the U.S. government hallmarked silver market uh, rolls a silver half dollars two ten ten or more two oh five at eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two, and you know it's been an interesting week so far. Coming back from the holiday, we've got the Fed meeting coming. Uh, oil kind of taking center stage uh, as prices have shot up dramatically. Uh, as we have reported, big declines in inventory levels. Uh, the highest seasonal prices that we've seen outside of a, that one little super spike about 15 years ago. Uh, Jason, I got a bad feeling that this problem is going to get worse before it gets better uh, because, let's face it, the Biden administration has not prioritized drilling in any matter of fact just the opposite right they 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 they've made it harder and harder to drill here our oil our oil production hasn't moved really hasn't moved and actually down a little bit and when you think about oil prices this high already, uh, you know, the war in, in, in Ukraine, right, and all that stuff, and Saudi Arabia joining BRICS, which was telling them, we knew that was going to happen, right? We knew Saudi Arabia, we knew uh, the UAE, we knew they were going to be joining BRICS, and it just seems like, it, once again, a, almost a deliberate act to, to make energy more expensive for people here in america uh, yeah i've been saying that you know for a while now that it's you, know, you got the uh you know oh there's there's just all these food producers these food warehouses blowing up a year ago you know and then and then you got all these you know the the pipeline blows up and key oil uh, exporting in russia goes out and okay now opec's going to just stop you know producing and of course biden for the entire first term of his presidency is just shutting down 
production of oil here, there, and everywhere. And you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to produce any oil. And those were purposeful things. Somebody purposely blew up that uh, that that pipeline. You could say, oh, it's Russians versus Germans. You could say all that, but I know better. These these banks work with each other. The German bank works with the Russian bank. The Russian bank works with the Fed. The Fed works with the Bank of China. If they want assets to be less plentiful because of something that's getting ready to happen so that they don't have to go, let's just pretend oil was just cranking out, Joe, and then we go into this recession, we'd be looking at a dollar gallon. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, yeah. it, it right. would suck that the right. economy's going down, but that's what's supposed to happen. But instead of getting the benefit of a recession, we get the worst of everything. We have to pay for the crash. They get to keep everything they've got, and we got to pay for it, Joe. And that's how, this is why you buy gold and silver. We, we should have to pay for all of their... All their shenanigans, Joe. Yeah, well, right on cue. Oil just went positive. Positive. Uh, oil yeah. now up 50 cents. The inventory reports are due out later. Uh, why do I get a feeling that people kind of already know uh, where that's going to be? 800 951